So, retrospectors, what historical events are we ticking off on this week's run of Today in History? Well, Monday is the anniversary of the first riot of the Luddites. Then on Tuesday, we unearthed the mad coincidence of the day two different Dennis the Menaces made their comic strip debuts. On Wednesday, the day the Spanish conquered the last Maya kingdom. Thursday was the day Colonel Sanders sued KFC. And on Friday, we recall how Vincent van Gogh's sister-in-law made his name. We discuss this and more on Today in History with the Retrospectors. Ten minutes every weekday, wherever you get your podcasts. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Welcome to For Formula One's Sake. I've been Chica Reyes. Goodbye. I think that worked well. Sprint podcast. For all of this effort of getting all these people to watch, I think a three-second <laughs> podcast was worth it. Yeah. Worth Thanks, it. everyone. See you next week. Bye. Welcome to For Formula One's Sake, the F1 podcast that won't take your watch no matter how nice it is. I want to know if they knew it was him or they just Saw were nicking the guy's watch. Welcome to For Formula One's Sake, the podium lorry of F1 podcasts. What the fuck was that all about? They finish the sprint race and they bundle everyone into a lorry. There's nothing more Formula One than let's just cut some holes in the side of a lorry. <laughs> Welcome to, for Formula One's sake, the hollow victory of F1 podcasts. We basically, we cheated to get to our lofty position. I'm glad Max is okay though, they're not milking it or anything. Welcome to, for Formula One's sake, the shiny new and completely made up 2022 revamp of F1 podcasts. It's not a real car. Everyone's going, oh, look, it's the new 2022 car. It's not. Welcome to, for Formula One's sake, the firmly worded email of F1 podcasts. Dear sir or madam, (laughs) fuck you. (laughs) Regards, Toto Wolf. Wolf. I'm G. Grez, and you'd better give me enough room or I will put you into the fucking wall to help me God. Today, from the internet and in front of a live audience of sorts, we're looking back on the British Grand Prix weekend, which consisted of one single race and another event that definitely wasn't a race, but sure looked like one. We'll talk about sprints, penalties and format tweaks, controversial crashes and last-minute comebacks, and we'll probably argue about whose fault it all was. That is all to come. Joining me is a freelance motoring journalist who apparently raising a drama queen. It is Phil Tromans. I didn't uh, know you were Max Verstappen's dad. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is sort of why I brought this in because of the, you know, the, the synergies. So as some of you may know, I have a young daughter who's 18 months old. And she's just oh, now congratulations. She's, thanks very much. Aww. She's now at the stage where she's running around. She fell over and scraped her knee for the first time. It was always going to happen, Ooh. but it did. It wasn't bad. It was just like, eh, it's fine. The trouble is that now... It doesn't bother her at all, apart from when she sees it, and then she remembers, and then she's like, uh, points at her knee. And it sort of reminded me of Formula One drivers. It's like they're not bothered about stuff unless they <laughs> think they might be able to get something out of it. I think that Christian Horner is going to be just there going, Max, look at your leg. Oh, 51G. <laughs> 51G. Do you want to cuddle? All right. And alongside him is a man who is vaccinated. It is Terry Saunders. I have the full Max Verstappen of vaccines. I've had my double jabs. And I've mixed and matched. (gasps) A cocktail. I've got a cocktail. I've got AstraZeneca in one arm and I've got (gasps) Biontech in the other Beyonce in the other arm. Beyonce. Which is what I think you call it Pfizer. What's the other one? Oh Pfizer. I think you call it Pfizer, but we call it Biontech. Yeah, we call it the German German. name. Well the side effect is I can't come home to Britain without two weeks of quarantine still because 
if I come home, you can only get out of quarantine if you've had the NHS vaccine. But Bolshevik the- Brexit bastards. <laughs> but what does this mean? Wait, wait, which one's the NHS one? Just any one given by the NHS. Well, that's AstraZeneca, isn't it? Not but all of them, all the and- ones that you've had. Yeah, but they're I, the so same. They're exactly kind the same. of a mixture. I had to have been given it by the NHS. That's what they're saying. Uh, so because I've been given it by Germany, all mm-hmm. hail the motherland. Um, mm-hmm. um, I can't come home without having to quarantine. So does this so, mean right. that you're not coming home um, in the next month or so now? Well, I don't know. It, it's, it depends because what plague island. Because if you don't, Jack Nichols, give them a well, call. Well, if I don't, then Jack, then mm. I can go to the Formula E. Yeah, I don't know what's worse, coming to Plague Island or watching the Formula E. <laughs> <laughs> Chica, have you got any similar dilemmas? Well, it's obviously COVID-related because most things are. Uh, I had a, I went to a friend's wedding last weekend, but very sadly, her parents tested positive a couple of days before, um, and so because of being extremely tech-savvy, I offered to uh, record her. Oh, God. Dad's speech on this. Oh, God. Riverside software. What happened? And it's been, it was just the most traumatic, probably two and a half hours of my life of just being like, just press OK, just press Enter. Was this them to you? No, or just you to press them? Enter. Because <laughs> yeah. I'll be honest, no, no, but it we've, seems, we've, none of this goes out that. on the podcast, but we've seen you try and set up your podcast stuff. You're worse. You're much worse. Yeah, but Bill. I don't do this for a living. In the end of just like banging my head against a wall, eventually I was like, just film it on your phone and just send it to me. <laughs> and so after being t- telling everyone at the wedding, like, guys, I'm going to send you something pretty special. It's going to be top quality. In the end, it's like a, it was a fuzzy sort of jiggery phone was it filmed in portrait? recording. Uh, no, I did make them do it again because they did it in portrait. <laughs> right, a bit of a different listener's corner this week as we are joined live by some people who subscribe to the newsletter. And there are literally some people watching silently through their computers like virtual stalkers. And we are going to open up the floor to questions in a very technical process that we haven't thought through. So we are going to see how that goes. Hi, David. David in San Diego. This is the first call we've ever had. Can you see I have Phil's furniture? But you do look like you're in the same room. Like if if you, (laughs) either of you moved your camera around, you just see the other in the room. (laughs) Where are you? Uh, what's your, what your question? Well, I was complaining David? about Helmut Marco calling race control, complaining that Lewis should get a one race suspension. I mean, it's like a parent calling the principal of their kid's school because their kid failed a spelling test or something. Yeah, well, I agree with that because Helmut Marco is like, it's just like they've all just going on like they're going, oh my God, it's the worst thing ever. Whereas Max Verstappen has done some pretty dodgy moves <laughs> in the past. And I think I've always been fair on him. You know, I don't have any kind of prejudice, but definitely. He's more of a dick in these situations. And yes, today was maybe different. I don't, I don't even care. I just... Mark says, with Jonathan Wheatley telling Michael Mazzi that he was very cross after the racing incident this afternoon, when was the last time you were very cross? It's really fucking cross with Christian Horner, actually. <laughs> oh, he is if you'd, if you'd have followed us on Twitter, you'd know how cross you were with Christian Horner. There was language. Fucking hell, what an absolute bellend. I mean, look. <laughs> The crash, we're going to talk about the crash anyway, but look, the crash was marginally Lewis's fault, marginally Max's fault. I don't really care whose fault it is because, you know, they've been going hammer and tongs at it. Is that a phrase? Hammer and tongs? Anyway, it is, but maybe is not in that, in that sense. <laughs> Fuck it, it is now. They have been hammer and tongs. <laughs> Max Hamilton and Lewis Tong. It's going to happen at some point. One of them's not going to give way. They're both hard racers. And... Most sensible people are saying, well, you know, it was a racing incident. It, maybe could, one of them could have backed out. Maybe not. I think Christian Horner comes on like as if he's just been woken up by some smelling salts going, oh, it's just the worst thing ever. Oh, my poor boy. Oh, he's he's got a bruise. And oh, and he's just my beautiful, like, beautiful boy. 51G <laughs> in his leg. Won't somebody think of the children? He's only like, 23. Oh, fuck off. You beast. And then... The, the medical officer guy comes on and says there's no sensors to tell what's in his leg or not. That's not a thing. So why the fuck is he saying in his leg? Like, only his leg was in the crash. The rest of his body was flown free. It's so disingenuous. And it's like the problem with politics. It's Brexit. It's Trump. It's like everyone taking this kind of 
extreme attitude at like all the Verstappen fans going, oh, how about put him in hospital? He's hospitalised, Max Verstappen. And the word hospitalised <laughs> makes you think he's got tubes coming out of his face and like he's all bandaged up like it's police academy. Where instead, he's been taken to a hospital for a fucking precaution. I've been to a hospital... <laughs> Because once I fucking hurt my knee. Oh, God. Quick, he's been hospitalised. Fucking grow a pair. You are such a hypocrite. I, would, I didn't want to I'm say just gonna. I'm just going to say ribs. Yeah. Well, that was different. Oh, I've just been winding people up on Twitter just because it's something to do with my lonely, hollow life. <laughs> I was going to say, for, for all you Aww. complaining about people taking the extremes, you use some pretty extreme language about, uh, well, pretty much everyone on, uh, on Twitter today. You were just sort of stoking like what? The, well, you called Horn of the Sea word. You were jumping into random conversations that we hadn't been at it in just to tell people to fuck <laughs> off from the podcast account. Yeah. Things like that, you know. Just going in and giving it a good old good. stir. The tweet in question that I wrote is after Christian Horner's interview where I wrote, I always like Christian Horner until he reminds me he's a total c- <laughs> And that's the thing. He's got that nice kind of look about him where you're like, oh, he's sensible. Oh, they, they always have Christian Horner on the, the commentary chat. Oh, isn't that nice of him? And then he comes on and does all this bullshit like he's going, oh, oh, Max. It was really good to all the background whining, though, and campaigning from both sides now that we can get the race control audio. Yeah, that was really good. Well, that was, I mean, I did notice in the chat there was somebody else's question who asked about that. FamGuy07, which is probably his real name, how do you feel about the FIA broadcasting the team's complaints to the FIA? It's decent content, but God, it's annoying. I would agree entirely. Oh, I didn't find it annoying at all. I was like sitting in on like a you know a work meeting, but <laughs> that in, sounds a, pretty in annoying. a fun way, you know. <laughs> <In a fun laughs> way. No, it's like uh, excuse, excuse me, did you not get my email? I mean, the thing is, it's the knowledge that this has always got on. It's the knowledge that this isn't new. This isn't like they haven't just suddenly gone. Let's go behind the scenes and try and make our way the best. This has always been happening, and I think, like with all these things, if we could go back and retrospectively put in all of this stuff to old races it would make everything more annoying oh. when you go oh that's an that's an amazing that's an amazing pass with Seder and Prost and there's Ron Dennis on the phone going oh excuse me I think you're fine that we didn't want that to happen oh, so, if we yeah. had time and could be bothered we should totally do that and now I'm going to say that we should do that and if anybody else does it they've nicked it from us because yeah, that yeah. would be good let's get some footage from the old races mm. and uh, retroactively put the radio in okay, thank, thank you, you very much some beer. Cheers, beer, beer 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 Oh, thank you very much. Thank you. We are pros at this. This yeah. is like the FAA radio. Hi, Bell and Brian. I just oh. wondered what your guys' opinion was based off of his Instagram post. It seems kind of fighty the way that he came back. And do you think it was actually him tweeting that from the hospital or not? <laughs> Absolutely not. It was Christian Horner and Helmut Marko getting together, <laughs> yeah, yeah. having a little Zoom call, going, what can we say to stoke the fire? In actual fact... Yeah. Conspiracy theory number one, Max Verstappen died today and they're refusing <laughs> they're refusing to admit that he's dead and they're gonna carry this on and they're gonna have like a series of like other drivers like the Stig never taking their helmet off, but then they won't be as but, good as Max Verstappen. Well how did he got out of the car? Are you saying he died at the hospital? Is this your theory? I say Helmet Marco killed him because he was oh, wow. too com- <laughs> He said officially, it's no, like it's right. nobody officially dies at the track. When he was at the hospital, he said no it's a racing incident and Helmet Marco was like, No it fuck it wasn't <laughs> <laughs> Tell me again it's a racing incident. Oh, I hit you with my good eye. Beaten to death. Is it going to yeah. be Alex Alban in the car next time? Maybe it's been Alex Alban all year. That, that would be the greatest irony of this year, that the one time that Max Verstappen had lead the championship, it was actually Alex Albon. Brian, I think you've helped us solve it. Yeah, solved that. But do you not think it's funny that he, he put it on Instagram? Because I think there's a filter there. So they must have got the picture of the crash and then being like now we need to gram you. this I, very much <laughs> I need to make sure my skin looks good even if it so wasn't we'll Horner or filter. Marco even if it wasn't Horner or Marco it was, it's some, he's got somebody to do it for him maybe he's tweeted it maybe mm. it's the PR team but you're right Chica there is definitely a filter on it there's definitely something mm. where they've taken it's a bit, softened it's softened you know Max mm. let's face it he hasn't got the nicest face and <laughs> they just wanted to kind of actually he's still got his helmet on in this picture hasn't he that's probably yeah, yeah, need, I would say you'd still need we still need a filter picture. with that. Thanks, guys, for all the fun yeah. uh, content you guys put out there. You are very welcome, Brian. Brian. Thank you for listening to it. Ross says, anyone else suddenly feel a lot more sorry for Michael Massey? Endless team managers whinging and team principals cramming his inbox mid-race must be bloody restrained not to tell them all to fuck off. 
Yes, but I'm also surprised they use email. I don't know. Although I shouldn't be surprised. I thought that too. But actually, I mean, I, well, I mean what else are they going to use? Like carrier pigeon, but... Well, to be, think, to be fair, up until quite recently, F1 was using faxes. Like in the Bernie era, it was still like every morning they sent out a fax with all the kind of rule mm. tweaks and everything. So maybe they've just got into the 2000s and soon they'll hear about um, MSN Messenger. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what do you, re- what do you reckon the topic was? <laughs> Oh, yeah, just, <laughs> lol. <laughs> Fucking um, listen to me. Which which driver do you fancy most? Lol. <laughs> yeah. Forward colon. Uh, yeah. Um, ASL. I, th- I think, in fairness, listening to Michael speaking to them, he has got the patience of a saint, <clears throat> and he's just like, yes, yes, Toto. Of course, yeah, I absolutely hear what you're saying, and I'll I'll get to that uh, very soon. But I've got a few more other things to go. And maybe you could speak to the stewards about it. Is there another sport, or even not a sport, like a, a technology or an industry, where everybody feels the need to remind the people in charge what the rules are at any given moment? Football. They're all really, surrounding that. This is the equivalent of surrounding the referee, going, "Come on, you've got to send him off." That was a professional foul. Is. You can't. Are you, are you serious? You're just giving him a yellow card. That's a red card. That's a race ban. He should be. He yeah. should be kicked out of the championship. Remember Schumacher? He should be out. Oh, that's depressing. You're probably right. Although it would be quite funny if they literally have to run up to the office and bang on the door and shout at him, and we get to see. I him. think Michael Massey should be given his own car. So you've got the safety car, the medical car. You should have Michael Massey's car, and they have to actually kind of chase him and get within like Bluetooth range before they can complain. Or he just leans out the window and just goes, "No." So it's from Anthony who says, "Just started the race replay. Do I need to watch anything past Red Bull's dreams going into the wall?" Yes. No. Well, Anthony. Oh. I would say yes. I'd say no. Watch, I'd watch oh, about 80% of it on like six times speed, maybe 12. Maybe watch out for a bit of team radio after the crash because that was entertaining. It depends what and you're then looking towards the end, for, towards the end it, like, got, it got more interesting again. How much time have you got? I mean, I think the ideal would be to have just the, the crash on repeat. Like looping for about half an hour and then well, I mean, the last that's that pretty much what they did anyway <laughs> actually that's true and then the last five laps yeah yeah the, the end of okay. it was was good the middle bit i was a little bored but um yeah, that's, that's formula one last 10 yes no, the last 10 laps were, were were entertaining to see what would happen and then a little bit of kind of like oh okay what we thought would happen happened and it was less of a fight than we hoped it would be but you know it's good Hi, Davian. Hello. Hello. All right. Of course, everyone's talking about that um, first corner thingy. Did Max turn in a little bit more than he should? And was Hamilton, Sir Hamilton, just a little bit more out than he should be? What do we reckon? My take would be both of them were giving it, what, four? It was probably 75, 25 Hamilton's fault, I would say, overall. And I'm pretty happy with how it turned out in terms of the penalty. I don't know what... We haven't talked about this before, so I don't know what you guys thought. But um, that I, I was like, basically a racing incident. It was Hamilton's fault, but it was unfortunate that what was a really small touch had such a big effect where it ripped his rear wheel off and set him off. Because any other position and he tapped him, he would have just squirmed a bit and carried on around the outside and rejoined and then he would have carried on having a battle. But it just, if you watch the crash, it literally ripped his tyre off the rim and it bounced along. From um, uh, some of the graphics that they like love to do off track and stuff, they show that um, Hamilton wasn't quite on the apex. Um, he missed the apex. Write that down, Terry. That's now, a great name for an alternative podcast. Yeah, yeah. fucking yeah, missed the apex. <laughs> Basically, what I'm trying to say is, do you think that with even though with all of his years of experience and and being you know totally fucking brilliant and 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 and, and stuff, he like m- maybe just had a moment of fuck me, what's going on here? And um, like a very uh, very as Pink Floyd said, a momentary lapse of reason. I kind of feel like if this was an isolated incident with two drivers it would be a much easier to say if Lewis Hamilton a fault but this has been coming for a while Max always pushes Lewis has always done that thing where you kind of go I've got the championship to think about so I'm not going to do anything rash whereas now he's behind in the championship he's going to do something rash and I just don't think in a million years Max thought that Lewis would hold that line and I think that was the problem mm. here is that Max was going no I'm just going to get my elbows out and be a bully and then I'll get through 
which is why it's even more annoying that Christian Horner and that are just being like, oh my God, it's so sad. It's like, no, the reason they got in this thing is because Max is a bully. I'm not quite so harsh on well, either of them. I just think they're absolutely pushing like there's no tomorrow. Like they're really, really on the absolute edge of what both of them can do. And when you are on that, literally on the, the limit of adhesion of what your car can manage, sometimes there's going to be a couple of centimetres where it goes a bit wrong and they touch. And it's just unfortunate that when they touched, it had such a big impact. Because again, watch the crash again. Nine times out of ten, I don't think it would be that spectacular. I think it's only the fact that he literally ripped the wheel off his, uh, ripped the tire off his wheel that he spun out so quickly. Well, it was going to happen at some point this year, wasn't yeah. it? This yeah. yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. I was going to say. Yeah, we were kind of all waiting for it, weren't we? So. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm just glad I mean, yeah. nobody was. So hurt. I think the next race is going to be good. Actually, live update. He's so hurt, Phil. Can I do a He's live? So hurt. Can I do a live update? <laughs> Lewis Hamilton has just tweeted two minutes ago as we record, saying. Fuck that, Max Verstappen. No, he didn't say that. He said, today is a reminder of the dangers in sport. I send my best wishes to Max, who is an incredible competitor, and I'm glad to hear he's okay. I will race hard, but always fairly. My team showed grit and perseverance out there. It's a dream to win in front of my home crowd, Purple Heart Union Jack. Wow. Did he that not start it with emoji. glad I'm okay? Glad I'm okay. Glad I'm okay too. Everyone's okay. But he did ask if Max was okay right at the start, you know, yeah, in the exactly. radio. Scripted. It's not yeah. scripted. No. After, he'd asked yes. got, after he said, oh, I've got damage. Hello. Yeah. Hello, Jake another... and your dog. Hey, I figured since we were showing your dogs off, I would have Hey, also... thanks for coming on. Thanks for the dog. dog. Okay. So, so, Jake, tell... Sorry. <laughs> Jake and your dog, um, where where are you guys? Uh, we're in San Diego. So Everyone's oh, in San Diego. Nice. Are we, nice are we and, big uh, in San Diego? But yeah. Oh, this, um, could, this could be because of my other podcast, fucking San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, what's your what's your question, Jake? So, uh, my question, I guess, relates to the AWS um, striking distance meter that they put up, which shows us, like, oh, it's going to be this difficult to overtake. And they showed it twice for Lewis, once for his overtake on Bottas, and the second one for the overtake on Charles, and it was... They showed it, like, 11, 12 laps before the race ended, and it felt like it just sucked all the tension out, because it was, like, 25% difficulty, we all knew he was going to make it up, because there was absolutely no car that he was racing that could match his pace, so it was only a matter of time. The, the tension there was, was there going to be enough laps to actually, for him to catch up, not whether or not he was actually going to have difficulty overtaking. So I'm I guessing, think, I'm asking, like, is the over-analysis ruining the experience of the race? Absolutely. I think you're right. I think I think it's a very good point, because it does make it like an algorithm. Like It's like just data predicting, going, okay, yeah, yeah, in 25 laps, this is going to happen, because yeah. um, we are Amazon, and we know everything. We've, we're going to send our guy to space, <laughs> and we know how it's all going to end, and we know how you're all going to die. So, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really feel... It gets it, to the point, it's like, just, just run the algorithm and park them all up. And we can just watch it. Yeah, why, why bother having stuff. the race? Yeah. Yeah. I think actually, well, that's the future, isn't it? They're just going to be doing that. No, I think you are right. Because it does, if you're a Formula 1 fan and you try and tell other people about Formula 1 and they say, oh, it's just cars going around in circles. You go, no, it's much more exciting than that. And then you watch it and it says, oh, we're going to accurately predict what's going to happen in half an hour. You're like, yeah, actually, yeah, you might as well just skip this bit. <laughs> I, I genuinely think yeah. instead of doing but I don't understand races, how they say you know oh, it'll be an easy overtake because you've got no idea where the overtakes are going to be you know like they're the ones that look like idiots when it all goes wrong but if it's Hamilton coming up to Bottas it's a pretty easy overtake oh I mean that's obvious yeah we all know what's going to happen there but no I mean I'm, I'm generally in favour of less tech in F1 of that kind anyway less, less, less data and more feel certainly for the driver anyway I don't mind people monitoring back at uh, base and you know learning it for you uh, using it for learning later on you know fine crunch all the data and <clears throat> brief the drivers for the next race that's absolutely fine but when they're giving them so much information during the race over the radio I've, I'm not a big fan of that I'd rather them do it by feel the problem at the moment is that so much of it is so complicated for example the tyres if this season has taught us anything it's like the intricacies of the tyres of how quickly you have to heat them up and what happens if you do it too much and then how quickly they go off and you know if you do it too quickly they'll fry and they'll never work again you can't i don't think you can do that by feel you've got to know what's going on so they'd have to completely also, overhaul everything but generally but also, i'd like to see less i'd like to see more more tech go into the preparation fine but once the lights go out they're on their own but with the tires literally no one cares <laughs> if they could just make tires that were fine then it would be we, we wouldn't be talking about it it's just it, 
no one gives a shit about heating tyres unless you're a kind of amateur racer. No one fucking cares. I suspect there's probably a hell of a lot of engineering in the tyres, but it's just that you know the problem. Don't the care. Tire geeks would be like, oh, this is so clever. <laughs> Nobody else gives a shit. Hello, Dan. Hey. How are you? Doing? Welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much, yeah. um, George Russell. Everyone's been talking about how Silverstone is when they're going to make the big announcement, and obviously nothing has happened. So I was just wondering what you think is going to happen uh, for that Mercedes seat next year. Well, I do think that George Russell not having his contract announced today was very much like his Grand Prix. There was a lot of build-up to it, and then on the day, it was a bit shit. <laughs> I still don't know. Everyone thinks he's a dead cert to get in the Mercedes, but I kind of... I still think that Bottas is doing enough to keep Lewis happy, and I don't know. I think they're going to give him another year of Williams. I think at the end of the day, everybody in senior management at Mercedes is sensible enough to realise that for all the, ooh, what if we keep Bottas in and all the dynamic between a really good driver and a not so good driver and always getting his regular points. At the end of the day, if you have the opportunity to assign a driver who all signs point to is much better than Bottas, sign him. Because, you know, Hamilton's not going to be around forever. If you can get Russell into a good car now and start to build him up, you know, when Hamilton retires, fine, get Bottas back then if you like, or somebody else. Uh, you'll, but you'll have Russell ready to go, uh, and I think he's a yeah, long-term. Could Russell go I anywhere think else? They'd be fool- I mean, what? he could. I'm, I'm sure a load of teams would have him if he doesn't go to Mercedes. But he's contracted to Mercedes. He's a Mercedes contract driver, so he's going to have to stay. It's either there or uh, not Force India, what they call it, Aston Martin, and they're not going to go. Aston exactly, Martin, which so. is why, which is why they're going to keep him at Williams for another year because they want to do a bit. He's getting too big for his boots. All the crowd cheering at him. Mercedes hate that. <laughs> They don't want. They don't want him being more popular than Lewis. They're going to keep him in his place until he's begging to come to the Mercedes. That's what Toto Wolff's doing. He said, "George, you could have the contract. You've just got to beg." That's a very good impression. No, no. Toto. Oh, was it? I was. I was trying to be um, Nicky Lauda. Also, I love your hat, Dan. I love the hat. Thank you. Thank you very much. I was trolling eBay for years trying to find one, and I found one. So, uh, thank you. Nice work, Cheers, Dan. Dan. Thank you so much. So, in other news, Lando Norris got mugged, not just by Alonso at the start of the sprint race, but also actually mugged after watching England lose the European Championship football final. The McLaren driver was accosted by two ruffians who took his really expensive watch after apparently pulling him out of his car, which couldn't have been much fun. I mean, it's, it's news because it's Lando. On the face of it, it's quite funny, but it's also not funny at all. Like, when you start... When you, take ourselves out of our um, sardonic bubble that we have um, I actually feel quite sorry for him because no matter how wealthy and successful you are getting held up by two blokes and having you watch nicked is not going to be much fun so um, uh, yeah I hope he's alright I hope that his drive this weekend has cheered him up a bit well that's just it I mean he does seem to be okay in as much as he's okay and he seems to be quite chipper about it it would be quite sad the thing to happen I still don't understand I don't know what the details are of it but he was he just like Walking around Wembley with the watch on? Was that it? Well, I think he was like either in his heist? car or getting into his car. And I don't know if you saw what the footage from Wembley, but it was watch. absolute carnage. <laughs> Dragging it behind him. Was it the guy with the firework up his ass? <laughs> it might well have been. Um, oh. He sort of pointed it at him and said, give us your watch or this is coming at you. But yeah, I mean, it seems like, <laughs> and that was... let's face it, the Euros were a bit of a shit show as far as Wembley was concerned. So uh, it was lawlessness. And he was walking around with his, I believe, officially mandated a very expensive Richard Meal watch which is worth a lot of money mm. and he was getting into his very expensive sports car and I presume a couple of chances thought ah we could have him and did so uh, yeah shame it's kind of why it's kind of why I hoped that he was going to win the race today because he'd be the sort of person to be sassy and say sort of like that watch is worth a lot more now <laughs> Because I've just won the British Grand Prix. Yeah, but if you'd nicked it now, it, it would have so. been a lot more. But it didn't win the British Grand Prix because I haven't got it. So, actually, yeah, if it had been on his, on his wrist when he won the British Grand Prix, then it'd be worth loads. It'd be weighing down the car, though. That's true. So, who is excited for 2022? Well, Formula One is, and they've unveiled a new 2022 spec car that isn't real. Well, it is real in that there's a physical model of a car superficially based on next year's revised rules, but not an actual model of an actual car. It's just what some of next year's cars might look like. What do we make of this? I think before we talk about the car and its design, we need to talk about the uh, livery, which was fucking weird. It was was like the holographic Mm -hmm. stickers you get in a Panini football album circa 1992. Yes, or the early 90s Liverpool away kit. Uh, oh. Candy sponsorship, and it was sort of a weird spangly grey. Uh, what I mean, what, what was? That, how is that meant to show off the car? 
what were they thinking? Well, what was interesting about it, it, it was a bit like the Aston Martin and the Alpine cards livery this year, in as much as in a kind of dark room with lots of lights pointing in very specific directions, it looked, you know, it looked at least something. Whereas when they put it out on the track on a grey Silverstone day, it was just like, um, <laughs> yeah, we've made a car that looks kind of grey <laughs> and completely indistinguishable from anything else. It's like a sort of weird yeah. smashed disco ball. Um, it's yeah, just F1 and must have been... Oh, they've employed some design agency to go, let's make Formula One more exciting to the kids by making it look like unicorns and rainbows and holograms. <laughs> I mean, that should be an advert for F1 in 2020. Unicorns and rainbows and holograms. Bah, 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 da, 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 da. That would be brilliant. As an aside, there's an advert that Lewis Hamilton is doing the voiceover for that comes on the Sky coverage. I don't know if you've seen that. It's for some software or something or insurance or something. <laughs> and I listened to it today. The slogan... It's talking about how it brings people together. And he, but the words he uses are, it's the power of we. <laughs> 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 Which I've got to isolate next time, because if Lewis Hamilton ever does a successful song, then I'm going to be doing a remix with the power of... It's the power of we. <laughs> Piss power. Anyway, Isn't that what up. Russia has on Trump? Yeah, apparently. Allegedly. Anyway, this is what happened. This is this is we're, we're supposed to be doing this quickly and live. Sorry, and we're supposed to be this. talking about the 2022 car as well. Um, it looks but we've actually we've actually simple. increased the audience since we've been talking about piss. So Have I we? think, I mean, <laughs> yeah, we know our audience. Um, yeah, it uh, <laughs> the car looks like it would be less aerodynamically, or at least. Now, not the opposite of ground effect. The wing looks like the wings have less mm-hmm. impact, and there's a bit more effect on the underbody, which would be theoretically good for closer racing. If it does that, I'm happy. It's absolutely, it's absolutely fucking pointless because we all know the teams have already found a loophole that means they're going to have gained back seventy eight percent of the downforce anyway, and it'll all be for nothing, as it is every fucking year. So, what's the point of getting excited about some fucking prototype car that we'll look back on when we find it coming up on our YouTube feed in a year and go, oh look what could have been, but instead we've got fucking the same old shit all over again. <laughs> Double diffuser, my ass. Yeah, at least it doesn't look like it's got a dick on the nose, so that's good. It will do. The, the car, when they designed those rules, there was no. They didn't say, "Oh, next year let's have cars with a dick on the nose." They said, "Next year let's try and cut the downforce." And what did the teams do? They put a dick on the nose. So, Phil, if there's one thing you cannot rule out, is a dick on the nose. Come, with piss coming out of it, and Lewis Hamilton going, "Oh, it's the power of we." <laughs> So looking further into the future than next year, could the future of F1 be hydrogen powered? Maybe, says Daddy Pig Lookalike and F1 Bros. F1 and Bross. F1 Boss Ross Braun. <laughs> F1 Bros would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> With the series aiming to become carbon neutral by 2030, boffins behind the scenes are debating what to do about future engines. Electric's probably out as some genius gave that option to Formula E. And in the medium and in the medium term, synthetic fuels could be the way forward. As they're much cleaner than regular old race fuel, Braun suggested hydrogen could be an option, but it's not yet clear how that could work. This has slightly confused me because if they can't use electric and Braun is suggesting hydrogen, pretty much exclusively of all hydrogen powered cars that have been developed so far, they are electric. It's just that the electricity comes from hydrogen rather than from a battery. They, they put hydrogen in, science happens, electricity comes out, powers an electric motor, away they go. So unless they're suggesting that they're gonna have internal combustion engines powered by hydrogen, which I believe is possible, but nobody fucking does it because why would you? That would seem weird. And it would also seem like it's probably really expensive and why would anybody do it? So I don't know what to make of this. I think he's just picking buzzwords out of thin air and throwing them out there because they don't know what they're doing. Or is it the most Formula One thing ever that um, they're going to actually do electric cars, but they're going to find a loophole in the agreement that Formula E have mm. with the FIA <laughs> to be the only electric thing? And there'll be lots of talk of like, well, it's breaking the spirit of the rules, but actually it's in the kind of thing. They're going to rebrand it so, so it's not called electric. It's electronic cars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fusion it's fusion cars yeah yeah formula fusion it'll be fusion one it'll be called fusion one it'll be called f1 it'll be a different legal entity and bernie eccleston won't have anything to do with it or we'll have everything to do with it and suddenly he'll be back in and we won't have realized it also possible 
tell us how wrong we are you can tweet us at for f1's sake or find us on facebook where we're for f1's sake or email us at wrong at ff1s.com alternatively if you think we are right what the hell is wrong with you but give us your money and that's what these people did and we spend it all on beer the fools they are ben clayflin claflin clayflin Caflin. yeah i think i like it i think it's french Caflin. Uh, oh merci ben. uh thank you for the beer i'm drinking it now and i'm very appreciative adam mcconkey isn't mcconkey the word that they put into one of the star wars films when they redubbed it with a bit with greedo and han solo and suddenly he says like they've redubbed the the it's quite niche but he goes mcconkey does this look like a geeky podcast where we oh, care yes. about star wars oh yes Chica, how I've many times have you wars. seen Star Wars? I have never seen Star Whoa. Wars. Whoa. Oh, hang on, that's gone the, too much in the other direction. Well, there goes hate my Disney, other podcast. hate Marvel, hate Adam McConkey for bringing it up. <laughs> what about Anthony Bishop, who says, love all your work, and then in brackets, like, like we wouldn't believe him, I really do. I don't believe that he likes all yeah. my work, unless he's read some of my quite niche stuff, you know, about the <laughs> fleet industry. <laughs> The Star Wars like, porn. Oh, yeah, it's oh, a, yeah. a lot of fanfic. Should I do so in my forward one fanfiction? <laughs> we got time. <laughs> uh, past episodes will tell us that we've already heard a lot of it. Thank you, Anthony. We're not going to mock your name. I'm not going to do it. And oh. Jacques Nichols. Hang on. Hang on. Jacques Nichols. And thank you to our monthly donors keeping us in beer all year long. This week we celebrate Jason R. Bradley, thank Paul you, Hinton, Cheers, Paul. and Chris Lee. Thank you, well Chris. Join them, support the show by going to ff1s.com forward slash pint, pint, pint. Hey now, hey now, hey now, the teams are over. Hey now, hey now, hey now, when the cars come in. They, why am I on my own? Because <laughs> we've heard We're ourselves. We're supposed to be in it together. Uh, that was like a team building, like one of those trust exercises. Mm, and Chiga, what you've learned is you cannot trust us. Red Bull. Five fucking years we've been doing this podcast and now it comes out. Yeah, five years. And I thought I could, I could lean back and you'd be there. I moved to Germany. <laughs> I'd rather <laughs> move to Germany than catch you. <laughs> Dick. Right. Red Bull. So after the incident, Max Verstappen had called Hamilton disrespectful and unsportsmanlike. What? He's got a lisp, you know. Has he? But will he oh, move sorry, on? Oh, I thought you were being yes. Chris Eubank. <laughs> I thought, why, is, <laughs> why has Chris Eubank got to do with this? <laughs> I probably overdid the lisp a bit. But we move on. Will he move on? I would not personally want Verstappen to hold a grudge against this podcast. I would. Ooh, I would how long do you think this will last? Imagine how good that would be for our... Uh... For our listeners, we get like dozens more We're listeners. Hate listeners. I was trying. I was really trying to rile the Dutch today, but they wouldn't. They wouldn't buy for some reason. That's so chill. But you're so close to them as well. You could literally just. Actually, I know. I suppose Berlin's a bit of a way from the border, but you're closer than we are. Uh, look, he was like apparently. I didn't see this, so I'm, I'm going on hearsay. But someone tweeted us to say that Max Verstappen was actually retweeting some of the um, aggro that was covering out was so he? he's like he is stoking the f- it, well all Christian Horner is but they are stoking it you know it's just oh. it's theatre isn't it it's pantomime sure that's the thing it is just theatre and pantomime and it Ooh, is that thing of like he's behind you're, 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 it's surprising mm. that people fall for it but then you think of Brexit and Trump and Covid WWE, and all the rest of it yeah. and anti-vaxxers <laughs> and all the rest of it and it's like well actually yes people do love to fucking think that the thing they're on Twitter about is the most important thing so I'm trying to satirise that by getting just as angry in the other direction. <laughs> yeah, when you do it, it's ironic. Which, as we've learned, exactly what, exactly how we win the argument is by, by just wishing death on all of them. <laughs> death to the Dutch. Brilliant. Is that libelous? That's a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> hey, and what was Stoffel van Dorn? He was Belgian, wasn't he? Yes, he was. So we can't. There's not been that many Dutch racing. I can't actually think of any other, apart from Jos Verstappen. What other Dutch Joss Verstappen. have there been? There must have been some. Ah, uh, there were some, Don't probably. Care. But Phil, so the other Red Bull driver, so starting from the pit lane is always embarrassing. Yes. But talk to me about why Perez only got to 16th. Uh, he was doing better than that, but then 
they pitted him because they wanted him to get fastest lap so Hamilton wouldn't get it. So that lost him quite a few places. I can't actually remember where he was previous to that. Because normally, the reason, well, one of the many reasons we record several days after the race is that we have enough time to go back through it and figure out what the hell happened. And I've not had a chance to do that today. So I don't know. Did anyone, oh, that's uh, anyone, point. The, I, anyone on the chat I, know where uh, what happened? Oh, there we go. That's what Mr. Apex do. They just asked the chat. But I hadn't clocked that. So, yeah, so he didn't, because he finished outside the points, he didn't get the fastest lap point. He just took it away from Hamilton. That's right. Yeah, it? yeah. Well, that's what they were, they were going for. It's like he's not going to get uh, it because he's not in the top 10. But that means Hamilton won't get it. I can't remember nice. where he was before then, but I think he climbed up a bit, but not that much, really. Okay, well, let's do Mercedes then. So by the time it got to the end of the race, Mercedes felt invincible. Lewis Hamilton asked over the radio if he could overtake Leclerc to win, to which he got the answer, yes, you fucking can. And while the rest of the team were high-fiving and cheering and looking at each other's Mercedes knob tattoos, Bottas did what Bottas does best and did what he was told and got out of the way. Do you think if Russell was the number two driver, and we kind of touched on this, he would be as obliging? Absolutely, yes. Yeah, if there's one thing about Russell, then he would just be like, oh, yeah, absolutely, sir. Yes, sir, I'll do it, sir. That's why... That's but I guess got- if you're a Mercedes number two driver, that's... That's your job, isn't oh, it? Well, you wouldn't be officially the number two driver until... Yeah, but if you're Lewis, if you're Hamilton's Lewis Hamilton's... Wanna, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think you... Everyone bitch. knows the score. <laughs> but if you're Lewis Hamilton's bitch, you have to be. I but th- yeah, he'd get out of the way. Then he'd get angry boy. about it. I think he played the good boy confident that when he's allowed off the leash, he'd be a lot better than Bottas's. And I think he is a lot better than Bottas. But there was a great moment talking to Bottas and the sprint race where when they went to the weird post-race truck thing with Jensen Button doing the interviews and by the way isn't Jensen Button a terrific interviewer oh no he's not he just asks questions like <laughs> oh, I liked what's him. your favorite bag of crisps and um <laughs> so they interviewed Max then they interviewed Hamilton then they cut away and then they cut back to Bottas and you just you just know they all forgot Bottas was in there <laughs> it was just like he had to go excuse me it was like I won I <laughs> I was a joint winner of a poetry competition when I was like nine years old. Oh, who's was the fucking nerd school. now? You're telling um, me off for like Star nerdy. Wars and you won a poetry competition? Jesus. If you're, if you're saying that... If you're saying that watching Star Wars is the same as writing poetry, I think you'll find you're wrong. Anyway, the story is that I... We, we all got up on stage and we sat behind the teacher who was going to read all the poems out and then get us to take the prize. They did it all and they forgot me. So I'm sat there, and like nine years old, and the, the head teacher goes, OK, everyone, thank you for the lovely assembly. Let's all go. All the kids stand up and my teacher has to say, but you forgot Terry. Wow. And did he Which then I think stand up and up. do the best poem ever and win the competition? I wet myself. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh... It is a lot like watching Star Okay. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, that was Red Bull. No, Mercedes. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever. Uh, yeah. Oh, they did all right. Um, I, I, they were much closer to... I say they're much closer. They were physically much closer to Red Bull than I thought they'd be, especially about five corners in. Um, but the fact that Hamilton got not pole... What, what did they call it? He was Sprint King. Fucking hell, we should talk about that. Because the sprint race was not a not a race, they couldn't call the results of qualifying pole position. So Hamilton, you know they normally get the little tyre for winning pole position and they pose with it and they sign it. Uh-huh. Oh, look, pole position. It, it, it was, I think they were called, no, Speed King, that was it. They were called Speed King. Oh. So Hamilton wasn't on pole, he was a Speed King. And Verstappen was on pole because he won the sprint race. So that was bullshit. Speed King. The fuck came up with There that? was a nice tweet I saw that was like the, the last five years of Silverstone going what the pole lap time was 1 minute 20 1 minute 26 1 minute 20 and this year's pole lap time was 25 minutes and 32 seconds <laughs> very funny someone else's tweet. Uh, I'm just reading out other people's tweets now I'm not yeah, even reading them out I'm just remembering them <laughs> paraphrasing other people's half remembered tweets yeah yeah another t-shirt great Ferrari Coming second in the 2021 Grand Prix, not bad on paper. Well, in real life, it's shit because you spend 49 laps leading the race, probably running through the words of your national anthem so they're fresh in your mind. And then two laps for the finish, the cocky British guy that pissed loads of people off and always wins drives past and you come second. And when I say you, I mean a clerk. How do you think he is dealing with today? I think he'd be pretty happy considering he's in a Ferrari and he came second. 
I didn't see yeah, that. Yeah, but going. look how close he was. He he was winning for yeah, but, 49 laps. I mean, the writing laps. was on the wall with 10 laps to go, wasn't it? Once Hamilton was suddenly a second lap quicker than him, and you just do the maths and you go, oh, yeah, yeah, but do you think do you think he thought he was winning for 39 laps? Yeah, maybe. I think he was probably hoping that Hamilton damaged his car when he took uh, Verstappen off. I think there is a bit of a weird thing with Leclerc's year because he got a pole position at Monaco and then didn't start the race. And then he got a pole position the next time as well, didn't he? And then that didn't go well for him. And then in this race, he just qualified okay. And then suddenly he's in the lead of the race. He must be just, it's like Sam Beckett in Quantum Leap, just going, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> it's a lot like Sam Beckett in Quantum Leap. And hello to our younger listeners. Um, we don't have a, look, you've, we've just had some of them come on the telly. We don't have younger listeners. <laughs> um, we've talked before, okay, like if they qualify like, well, they've got yeah. no race pace. If they, if they uh, don't qualify well, they probably have got race pace. And that was the, that was the sitch today. Um, I, th- I thought they did pretty well. I thought Leclerc did pretty well, but I don't think he was ever. I think once they did the, once Hamilton did his final pit stop, he was like, "Yeah, this ain't gonna work," um, which is a bit of a shame. It would have been nice to have a nice little battle towards the end, but um, I think I think he'll be pretty pleased to be honest. I think if at the beginning of the weekend somebody said, "Would you take second? He'd go, "Fuck yeah, I would." End of opinion. All right. What about signs? What about signs? Oh, yeah, because he fucked sense. up on the sprint race. He was the yes. only one. Well, him and Perez fucked up on the sprint race. Did he fuck up, or was it actually evil George Russell callously taking him out? Oh yeah, sprint? I forgot. God, I actually Ooh. forgot that had happened. Yeah, Don't which care. is why Russell mm-hmm. got his. Because, you know, because led, uh, it's written that Russell will somehow fuck up something every time he's in the points, and so it was that he crashed into science and got himself a grid penalty. Um, Mm-hmm. So but it's good to know that Mr. Saturday, Mr. Saturday doesn't refer to the day Saturday. It refers to no, hang on. Mr. Saturday doesn't refer to qualifying. It refers to anything that happens on a Saturday. No, hang on, because he <laughs> fucked up on a Saturday. So it does refer to qualifying, as you were. Mr. Saturday refers to the qualifying only because a sprint race happening on a Saturday, George Russell is still shit at. Well, if he hadn't so got it the just penalty, means he's shit at racing. If he hadn't got the penalty, he still would have done did. pretty well, and he would have started in the top but ten again. But, but he, he didn't. Did. Uh, maybe it was a little he bit didn't. of an unjust penalty. Oh, all right, Max. I'm glad he's okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad I'm okay. McLaren. A tough weekend for Patriot Norris. McLaren ruined their driver's dream of a home podium with a pit so slow that Norris could have got out and done the tyre change himself. Not only that, before the race, he said he was really upset about England losing at Wembley as well. Do you think it was A, the slow stop, B, the fact that Hamilton is much faster, or C, the psychological st- scarring from last weekend that's caused Norris to be not on the podium at Silverstone? Slow stop. It was a lot. There was a lot of slow stops, though. I know it's very hot over there in Blighty today, but there did seem to be a lot of pit fuck-ups today. Yes, and I'm all in favour of that. Makes life yeah. a bit more interesting. They're getting too slick. I think don't let them practice. I want to see the, uh, the yep. return oh, of the old, good. the old days where they sort of, you know, came in for a smoke and a glass of water and, uh, you know, sometimes put the better driver in the car if one of them had had to retire, that they used to do way back in the 50s. I think it should go back to that. Actually... Or in IndyCar, just... where they're only allowed, like, two guys and they have to scurry around every single wheel doing all the work themselves. I've just had a thought that I've never thought... Oh, I probably have thought I mentioned it on the podcast, but I forget. But the pit stops are so quick now, they don't wipe the helmets anymore, do they? I beg your pardon? You know? They have the peel-offs, don't they? Yeah, but they used to still like wipe wipe the visor, shall we say, when they That's came in. I don't think they've it? got time to do that now. <laughs> Give the visor a quick old <laughs> shift. Oh, I've been wiping the visor. Um, Waggle the visor with your hand. I've been uh, <laughs> Five-fingered visor shuffle. Yeah, been shedding a tear off. Um, no, I don't <laughs> oh, think it's got do. all over me. Is there, all is over there me, a limit all on over how me. many... <laughs> is there a limit on how many people you can have in the pit crew? Because there's an awful lot of them. There's at least two per wheel. There's the guy at the back with the restarter. There's the guy at the front with the the jack. There's the guy with the spare jack. There's the people either side that hold the car and stop it falling over. Are there any more? Are then you got all the VIPs that are breaking COVID regulations yeah. just so they could be there. Tom so they're like, no, I'm part of the pit crew. Yeah. yeah. Tom Cruise continuing <laughs> his summer Tom. of being at every single sporting event that Britain has. Um, and he was hugging Hamilton at the end, Tom he Cruise. Was. Like, proper hug. With a mm-hmm. mask on, but... Well, Proper. we do know that Tom, Tom Cruise is pretty strict on his uh, COVID things because you remember he got 
he was on record a month or so ago bollocking a load of staff members for not following the rules. Yeah, so bollocking staff members, right. but hugging Lewis Hamilton. No, no, I don't think that means anything. You, it doesn't matter. All you've got to do is slip up once with this disease, he says, brandishing a paintbrush. <laughs> Norris's pit stop was the reason he wasn't on the podium. He did very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been but other my than that, great drive. driver of the but, season. He's been doing brilliantly. Uh, Ricardo, you, you, in fifth. You say that every week. Well, it's still true. Yeah, well, you can't say the same thing every week if you oh, believe in I it. Can. Oh, I can say the same thing. Take a lesson week. from me. You listen to this podcast, mm. we say the same thing every week. Uh, mm. Ricardo, fifth. What about Ricardo? Really? Because much better. Uh, best result of the season. Yeah, much better from him. Yeah, but, it's, yeah, it's only fifth. But why? Why did he do so well? Well, now you're asking. I think there was like, I think there was like a steering lock on the car or something, or like a cable tie that had like. You know, like when the steering wheels are new and it's got something tied on the back, and he's like, "This pedal doesn't work very well." Whatever it's is called, that, is paddle, that something trim. that happens on new cars? Okay, I mean, tires on them <laughs> when you get your new car. Okay, and the steering wheel cable tied. You've been in more new cars than me. Is there something that we could use here that would make this joke work? <sighs> then shut up. <laughs> uh, no, not really. Exactly. So my joke wasn't accurate, but it was funny. Um. Somebody See people the in the audience. This Anthony is what you miss. Anthony on the chat has just pointed out that they did well because both Red Bulls are out, which is a fair point. Suddenly, yeah, but still, but, I mean, Ricardo they would have been ahead of like, Perez. Uh, Norris would have certainly but, would have been ahead of Perez. But he's still like Ricardo was still like fifteen seconds behind uh, Norris after yeah. Norris had a slow pit stop. So you know, not great. No, but better but than better. normal. Yeah, better than Norris finishing fourth and and Ricardo being like sixteenth, which is what's happened in quite a lot of other races. So. Well done. Well done, Danny. Aston Martin. Stroll got points through well-timed stops and Vessel had a scrap with Alonso and had to leave to cool off and he had cooling issues and had to retire. Did you hear Vettel kicking off about the sprint winner getting pole? He called it, I quote, weird. I did not. What did he say? He said... (laughs) Weird. Just that? No, he thought the... uh, no, no, he basically disagreed with the whole um, sprint system. Um, but I thought it was funny, the adjective he used to describe it, how angry he was, was, it is weird. I mean, he's got a point. I'm still not sure how I feel about it. Mm. We'll talk about it after Terry's State of F1, but, um, yeah. Can yeah, we talk about him weird. going off? Because, you know, I was talking the other week about how him Alonso fucking hates him and I'm pretty sure of it and I'm pretty sure that him and Alonso have had some coming together before because what happened at the start of the race is Alonso got near him and Vettel spun <laughs> like when someone comes up to you you know when someone like pretends to do a punch and you flinch and you're like oh I feel like a fool it was like Alonso just like pretended to overtake him and Vettel span away like going oh my god don't hit me so yeah it was um it was sort of classic classic crap Vettel wasn't it uh, you, you, yeah, it was, he's not been as bad. He's not been as bad this season, or at least the last couple of races. But every now yeah. and again, he's just like, "Ah, oh, you love the hits." Let's bring crap Vettel out again, and he's just spanned for no reason. And uh, yeah, and once again, Stroll making him look a bit ordinary. Stroll has been better than I expected this season. I mean, he's, he's not been as spectacular as as mm. Norris, but he's been fairly solid, I would say, in what yeah, looks to be right. not an amazing car. He's doing all right. Yeah. Well done. Well done, lad. Alpha Tauri. Fact time. Gasly and Sonoda got exactly the same results as from last year's Silverstone. 10th and 11th. But Sonoda wasn't driving last year. That's a very good point. Not a good fact. Uh, Excuse me. I got this fact from F1's stats page. Oh, no, not Alpha Tauri's finishes. Not those two. Yeah... Oh, they were just a bit rubbish. I remember Gasly getting a puncture, and I remember him being considerably better than Sonoda, as always. In fact, even after he had a puncture yeah. and came in and changed it and came out, he was still only uh, one place behind Sonoda. Who and is they're both a bit crap in the sprint race. You yeah. still, are you still liking Sonoda, Terry? It doesn't even cross my mind anymore. Wow, he's, he's not even dead to you, he's just like, <laughs> just nothing. Yeah. I'm disappointed. I was expecting great things from him, at least entertaining things. You know, when you're walking down the street and you see someone you used to work with and you kind of go, should I say hello? That's how I feel about Sonoda. It's like, eh, not sure. Not sure he even warrants a kind of eye contact and a nod. <laughs> Good. 
Alpine! I'd given up hope with our ex-retired Senor Alonso, but then he was back. How is he so good? I mean, he was what he was what the sprint race was made for. Yeah. The first lap, making up like five positions and then just doggedly holding on to it. Saving the race. I thought he was a bit past it, but the last couple of races, he's yeah. getting a bit of the old Alonso shine back. If there's one thing that man can do is he can take a slightly shit car and make it look slightly less shit, which <laughs> is, is every child's dream. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. can win two world championships and then not... Then stick around way past his uh, way past his best. But no, it was uh, that first. If you get if you watch the onboard of the first lap of the sprint race, top quality, very very good. Really enjoyed it. So you know, you could almost also. Did you notice? Did you notice that weird the, the F one game type graphic they had at one yes. point during the sprint race where they where had the name of the driver in front and the little thing when the bottom of the car? That which was one of those graphics that is entirely pointless yeah I mean mm. you're a graphics guy is that quite difficult to do it's quite difficult to do live but I'm guessing it's not a designer that's chasing it around <laughs> the screen it's just got I'm a mouse just going whoa <laughs> 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 I'm guessing there's a computer <laughs> computer algorithm chasing the cars around I did notice that or maybe like, it's real I did realise that it was quite clever and I mm-hmm. thought what is the point of it all you have to do would just say just have a graphic that says oh, whoever it was Gasly and that, Alonso yeah why have, you, why have you tell. massively over-engineered it? And then I thought, hang on, well, that's F1 all over, isn't it? Let's massive over-engineer a property. But they don't do that thing anymore where the one car has like a yellow flash on the car so you can tell which one's which. They don't even do that anymore. I mean, I've been saying for ages, the, what they call it, the halo was a perfect opportunity for them to do the halos in different yeah. colours on each car. I don't know why they don't do it. Agreed. Um, Ocon was, Ocon was also there. And actually got I mean, he was fine. He did better than the last couple of races. He's phoning it in, isn't he, after his contract. That's all he's doing. I give it five races before he's binning it into a wall so that Alonso can get a preferential safety car. Alfa Romeo. Raikkonen is the only driver to have driven 20 times at one track. And if that's not a sign that he's been going on too long, I don't know what it is. What is? (laughs) Uh, Not all that. That, Yeah, I agree with you. That is, I mean, again... Long, 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 long-term listeners will know that in our very first episode in 2015, we started going on about how Raikkonen had been around too long and he should retire. And he's still here. And he's, and fairness to him, he did all right in the sprint race as well, didn't he? Didn't he make up a few places at the start? Yeah, so but he's, he's still got that finished sort of Alonso, overall. Alonso dad energy of like, at the start. And yeah, then, but then they get knackered after one lap. Yeah, oh, I've got to have yeah, a sit yeah, down. Sit down, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah exactly. And then he piles it into the side of Perez in the Grand Prix and spins like a dingus. Which is what happened. I mean, I just, uh, they are the most anonymous team, Alpha. I would say that now that Formula One's got a bit more exciting at the top end, you know, it's not just the Mercedes 1 2 every, every week. I have noticed that writing and saying these last bits about the lower down teams is harder this year because you genuinely just don't see them all give a shit. I mean, specifically Alpha, mm-hmm. though. I mean, there is some news about them this week, which and Matt Haas. cut out, which I'm going to put back in again, uh, that they uh, they have signed their new deal with Sauber, <laughs> so they're going to be around for a while. So we're going to have to put up with them for another few seasons at least, being all anonymous and just having a title sponsorship of Sauber rather than being an actual proper factory team. But cool. I, don't, I don't really know what the point of them is, because they're not sort of good like Alpha Tauri sometimes are. Why are they there? It's a tax dodge. <laughs> Allegedly. Williams! George was like, yeah, I'm going to win. And the crowd were all like, yeah, you're going to win. And then he's finished 12th. Was he ever going to win? He oh. was never going to get anywhere near the points. Fucking better. <laughs> That's a bit harsh. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I'm just a bit sick of him. It's Why? like, come on, deliver. Fucking deliver. I mean, he's in a Williams. Stop. He he's deliver? in a shit car. <laughs> what are you expecting? If he can qualify that way. Just, I'm expecting the film. I'm expecting a bit of a romance. I'm not, you know, th- this bullshit with him just kind of always qualifying well. I'm in Q3 and then I'm just going to be. Look, I think the thing is, I like George Russell and I want him to do well. And I excitedly look for his name on the, on that sidebar on the fucking graphic. And every time you scroll down and go, your eyes follow all the way down and go, oh, oh, he's 14th. Oh, how disappointing. I mean, he's sort oh, of. Didn't... Somehow he's, he's right ahead of Latifi. Oh. <laughs> But he always starts off where, I mean, to, it, the car is not a good race car. It's, it's, it's a car that it is possible, uh, Russell is showing, to get a good Have you ever seen out. a sporting film? Have you ever seen a, a sporting film is all about overcoming the odds and uh, doing well in a bad race car? Life isn't a film, Terry. Did you watch Days of Thunder with Tom Cruise? I did. Yeah, this shit film. Hey, yes. <sighs> 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 
<laughs> Mazepin overtook Schumer. Yes. He that did. was impressive. He did. Actually overtook him on the track and beat him in the race. Maybe he's saved. I doubt no. it. I, if that saved his career, no. then... Yeah, uh, well, uh, according to the um, the Haas press release afterwards, uh, Mazepin said it was one of the best overtakes he'd ever done. <laughs> I presume it was one of the only ones he's ever done, but um, fair play to him. Still a bell end. All of which brings us to the standings with Terry Saunders. Actually, not with Terry Saunders. This week, the standings are written by Christian Horner, because <laughs> he had a bit of time on his hands. <laughs> So, in first place, oh, he's such a darling, he's never been wrong, it's Max Verstappen. Second place, what a bastard, it's Lewis Hamilton. Third place, it shouldn't be out there wearing watches like that, it just leads them on, it's Lando Norris. Fourth place, no rings a bell, oh, it's Valtteri Bottas. I call him Min Verstappen, he loves it, it's Sergio Perez in fifth. Lewis Hamilton literally killed him today, that's Charles Leclerc. Uh, seventh place, had him, that's Carlos Sainz, who's one of mine. Eighth place, had him, that's Daniel Ricciardo. He looks a bit sad now, doesn't it? I dumped him, that's Pierre Gasly. Who? That's Sebastian Vettel. Oh, that's charming, isn't it? Four-wheel championships. Eleventh, and, and he's who I picture when I'm with my wife, it's Fernando Alonso. I won't pass comment, as his dad might employ me one day, it's Lance Stroll. Uh, was he one of mine? Probably. It's Esteban Ocon, and I'm currently doing him. It's Yuki Sonoda. And believe it or not, he's younger than my wife. It's Kimi Raikkonen. And he's also on a picture when I'm with my wife. It's Antonio Giovinazzi. Okay, so, seeing as it was a British Grand Prix, and sorry to break it to you guys, but you lot have been terrible with COVID right now. The cases are through the roof, and you don't even have to wear masks from tomorrow, you idiots. Here is what all the teams will be like with their mask rules. Red Bull are like, let our drivers run free without masks. We don't care. We're cool. Mercedes, we wear masks as a team, meaning we just share one big one. McLaren is, Daniel puts a shield on his face. We tell him it's fine, but we're a bit worried about him. Ferrari is mostly looking at old masks for when we used to be good. Alpha Terry, a mask made from our own label that not even we've heard of. Uh, Aston Martin, we now own the trademark to the word mask, so you all owe us a pound for every mask. Uh, sexy French mask for the Alps is Alpine and the straps always fall off is an Alfa Romeo joke based on old Top Gear. I don't even know if Alfa Romeos do fall apart. I just used to watch Top Gear. That's the standings. And now for the man of the match of driving. Charles Leclerc. Oh. And now it's time for the Sprint State of F1 with Terry Saunders. I'm going to try and make this quick because I've got to do a proper state of F1 in a minute. This is just the sprint one I'm doing because otherwise they get boring and samey. You know, I talk about a problem in F1, then I come up with a solution that seems like it's a silly idea, but actually buried down deep, it's some satire that's really pointing at a potential solution, or I just say <laughs> But the sprint race answered a question that nobody was asking. What would happen if we put a dull race on a Saturday? The idea is good if you squint, maybe it should be called a squint race. I hate Friday practice and shifting things around and having less running is always good. But you soon realise that a 17 lap race is actually the same as the first 17 laps of a race, which is to say it's a bit dull actually. Yes, the first lap shenanigans were fun, but the teams are then hardwired to settle down for the first pit stops. The car spread out and it's, dare I say it, boring. But don't worry, I have a solution. The build-up was great. It's weird sitting in on a Saturday afternoon with a grid, but novelty can't last forever, which is why I propose every Grand Prix weekend have something different to liven things up. Yes, the first 10 or 20 will be sensible enough ideas like reverse grids or backwards points or sprinklers, but after that, the ideas are going to run pretty thin, even for me. So expect Jedward to be mandatory replacements for random drivers, stinky helmet swaps, and reverse pedals. <laughs> stinky helmet <laughs> swaps. I was trying to get through that without laughing at stinky helmet swaps. <laughs> I was just thinking, I bet their helmets are quite stinky on the inside. I don't, I'm not even talking innuendo helmets, mm. I'm talking crash helmets. <laughs> and I bet after a sweaty practice session, they're quite stinky. Mm. And it would be really horrible to have to put on another driver's helmet. I agree. Or instead of one 17-lap sprint race, why can't Saturday be 17 one-lap races? The first lap was great, so just keep doing that and then park it up at the end, then resetting to do it all again and again and again. <laughs> or get Pirelli to make really, really sticky tyres or really, really hard tyres. I don't even know what everyone wants these days. It's confusing. <laughs> I like the idea. I like the idea of bringing more elements of rental karting into Formula One. Like, if you're not that good, you don't get first choice of the communal outfits. You have to get the stinkiest helmet that <laughs> doesn't fit. You get the gloves with holes in the palm. 
you get massively oversized race overalls and you get the car that no. properly steers left when you're trying to go straight on all that kind of stuff brilliant this would seem a good time to talk about the sprint thing and whether we liked it or not not really i was like meh it wasn't as shit as i thought it was going to be but it wasn't brilliant i like well, the thing is i like the first couple of laps and the whole build-up was exciting and then it just settled mm-hmm. down and you're like well i'm just watching a fucking race <laughs> but now i've got yeah. to watch and now it's like now i've got to watch two races in a weekend yeah. and it's sunny outside <laughs> and i've got to watch qualifying <laughs> fucking hell. i had to watch qualifying on friday while i was working or just after i finished work it's like, oh, I actually forgot qualifying was happening. I saw, I got a flash on my phone saying that so and so's Max Verstappen, no, Hamilton's got the fastest lap <laughs> for the. Oh, who cares? And I was like, yeah, I forgot <laughs> that was even happening. Oh, it's too much. That is it from us. It's goodbye to Phil Tromans. Goodbye. We haven't had time to talk about uh, the Tour de France, which I just wanted to mention because I've had it on while I've been working all week and it's been really good. And it's an example of how sport can be very interesting even when it goes on for ages and is sometimes quite boring. So they should just do a race every day for three weeks and it should be five hours long yep. every day and to terry saunders we haven't had a chance to properly thank you lovely people in the chat and listening to try this experiment i hope you've enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed doing, it doing the same thing um, as we always do but with a bit more confusion yeah <laughs> just forgetting you're there most of the time and then going oh shit the chat's filled up with comments and we haven't responded to any of it <laughs> fuck you <laughs> thanks thank you guys We'll be back in two weeks' time for the Hungarian Grand Prix. But in the meantime, check out our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash for F1's sake. And follow us on Twitter at for F1's sake. And Terry, where can people buy merch? ff1s.com forward slash shop, shop, shop. But you've got to put a lot of extra S's and H's in the first shop. Don't, otherwise you won't get Don't do that or nobody will buy anything. I mean, nobody buys anything anyway. But nobody don't do buys it. anything because the T-shirts are so old. Thanks for listening. See you in two weeks. I'm Chigras. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Max Verstappen's a bad end. <laughs>